Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your man, Anthony Hudson. It is my turn to tell y'all about the NFL segments and what's going on in the NFL. So, basically, um, I'm going to go over the segments that I normally talk about. Um, I start off with the best games of the week. So, about like four or five games that I talk about, and we're just going to go straight into it. So, the first best game of the week that I have is, let's see real quick. So the best or the first best game of the week that I have is the Buffalo Bills versus the Detroit Lions. Um, basically, let me first say this. The, every um, Thanksgiving game that was um, presented to us was just a blessing to, to watch. Every single game was good, including this game. Um, this game was projected to be a blowout. A lot of people thought the Bills were going to beat the Lions like by at least like 20, 30 points. But I don't know why. Just in my gut, I just felt like the Lions – for some reason, I don't know if it's Dan, Dan Campbell or if it's just the Lions, just their mindset now and how just they play with some, so much intensity. I just had a feeling that the Lions was not going to fold, and which they didn't. They did not fold at all. Um, Lions pretty much held in there the whole entire game. Um, when the Bills scored, the Lions came back with a score of their own. And um, basically, Josh Allen had to put the team on his back. Like he always does for the most part, but he had definitely had to put the team on his back this game to um, seal the victory. Um, so this game, or this game, he had 253 yards with two passing TDs, also 78 rushing yards with a rushing TD as well. So yeah, he definitely just had to um, play or yeah, put the team on his back and just try to you know prevail over the Lions because the Lions, like I said, was not folding at all. Because even Jared Goff, um, Jared Goff has been playing, has had a streak of just really good games over the past like, four or five weeks. At the beginning of um, the season, he played um, pretty poor. He didn't really have – I mean, he had weapons. Um, Jamal Williams, of course, he was pretty much selling the um, – pretty much um, like, taking the responsibilities on the offense. But, I, yeah – Basically, Jared Goff did not have a, a really good performance in the beginning. But, like I said, over the past couple of weeks, he's been playing well. And this week, he played well. Um, he had 240 yards and two TDs. And even though it wasn't enough to um, put put um, the bill, or put the Detroit Lions over the Bills, it still was a good game. I definitely see the Detroit Lions um, – Definitely see the Detroit Lions trying or coming close to a positive record at the, at the end of the season. But yeah, um, basically, like I said, it was a close game, but um, a clutch pass to Stephon Diggs at the end um, put the Buffalo Bills in position for them to kick the game winning field goal by Mike Bag Mike Bagley, and the Buffalo Bills won that game twenty eight to twenty five. So the next game that I have is the New England Patriots versus the Minnesota Vikings. Um, coming into that game, um, I'm pretty sure the New York or New England Patriots were six and five, and the Vikings were eight and two, if I'm correct. So coming into that game, that was oh no, the New England Patriots were six and four, and then the Vikings were eight and two. But yeah, coming into that game, it was supposed to be a thriller. It was supposed to be exciting, and it definitely lived up to what it was supposed to be. Definitely worthwhile. Um, Matt Jones finished with 362 yards and three and two TDs, and Kirk Cousins finished with 299 yards and three TDs. Um, 
so basically, like the game was pretty much a shootout, like a, pretty much like the um or yeah, the game was pretty much a shootout as New the New England Patriots scored, the Vikings would score, and it was basically just a really exciting office of game to watch. Um, it's just exciting to see the Minnesota Vikings. It's exciting to see Kirk Cousins. Um, with his chains on, with his bling, and seeing um, everyone want to see Justin uh, Jefferson score and see him gritty. Every everyone wants to see that, so they definitely got to see that this week as he hit the gritty with his teammates, and they yeah they played really well. Um, the Vikings, um, like I said, Kirk Cousins for the first time I think I ever seen him play in a primetime game, play good in a primetime game. Um, yeah, Kirk Cousins, man. Kirk Cousins has a narrative of just playing good at just 1 p.m. in, in noon games. And every time he plays in primetime games, he, he just chokes or he don't play good. But this game, he actually played solid. He really did play solid. What's inconsistent with, with a lot of his throws, I'll give him that. But he played solid. Like when he needed to get touchdown or when he needed to score, he, he got the scores. He got down the field and he played he played good enough to for them to beat the Lincoln Patriots. And that game was decided. Like it came down to the very last play. Um I'm pretty sure like like the very last play. Matt Jones was trying to get um something down the field. I don't know I don't know what type of play that we were trying to get down the field. I thought they were gonna like try to do like a last minute lateral, but he threw it down down the field like 40, 30, 40 yards to a receiver and the receiver couldn't get out of bounds and the clock went out. And just the expression that he had afterwards, you could tell he was really pissed um, just about the situation. But they played their hearts out. And it's kind of sad to see the Patriots lose that game. But, I mean, the Vikings definitely needed definitely needed that game or definitely needed to win that game after they got blown out by the Cowboys the week before. So, yeah, it was a good, it was a good exciting game to watch um, afterwards. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, I'm pretty sure Adam Thielen ate the turkey. Oh, the, it's a tradition. Um, John Madden used to have the used to eat the turkey after the game, and yeah, it was just a good it was just a um, good game to see. The Vikings won that game, 33 to 26. All right, so the Sunday games. Um, so the Sunday games that I have. There's three games that I have. Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Cleveland Browns. Um, it was a pretty low-scoring game for the most part, like really low-scoring game. Um, I'm, it was 10 to 10 at half. Yeah, so, so <laughs> yeah. Um, but Jacoby Brissett led the um, Browns on a game-tying or game-tying drive late in the fourth, and they went into overtime. Tom Brady got the ball, but couldn't do anything because they just were struggling all all day on offense, and it didn't result in anything in overtime. But they got the ball. Um, they had to punt it after a clutch sack by Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett is a dominant um, edge rusher, and when he needed, when they, their best defensive player needed to make a play, they, he made a play, and he got the sack to um, get the Browns the ball back. And Jacoby Brissett, man, Jacoby Brissett led them all the way on like, well, like a four or five minute drive down the field. Led led them all the way down, and Nick Chubb scored the game winning touchdown. On, I'm pretty sure on the one yard line, and they got the score. I mean, they got the um 
they got the victory. They got the score that they needed to get the victory. And that's a good um, morale boost because um, Jacoby Brissett probably going to be benched next week um, by Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is coming back this week. He's going to play against the Texans. But, yeah, um, Browns fans, I mean, it's looking like y'all could y'all – could, Y'all could make a comeback. It looks like it looks like y'all could try to win out for sure. Cause definitely, um, y'all y'all have a great running game. The Browns have a great running game. That's what kept them, um, in content in contention for the past couple weeks. But or the for the year. But yeah, definitely, um, the Browns had a good victory against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, as a Falcon fans, I needed Tampa Bay to lose so we could still be in contention for the playoffs. But yeah, shout out, shout out to the Cleveland Browns for playing a um, good game. The Browns won that game twenty three to seventeen. Then you got the Baltimore Ravens versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, that was another low scoring game. Um, actually, really, like, actually, um, low score, even low scoring than the um, Tampa Bay versus Buccaneers game going into the fourth. Um, it was twelve to ten, twelve to ten, um, but. Um, the Ravens basically like are the Ravens. Ravens basically had a surge in the fourth, along with the along with the Jaguars. They both were going back and forth. Um, both teams scored twice in the fourth quarter. However, the Ravens um, gave the Jags the ball left with two minutes left, and it was just a perfectly executed two minute drill by the Jacksonville Jaguars. They got all the way down the field. And scored a touch, and Trevor Lewis um scored a touchdown with 14 seconds left, along with a two-point conversion that put the Jaguars um up by one point, and basically the Ravens didn't have enough time left to score another touchdown, and yeah, it was just a it was just a great two-minute drill. Um, I've been hearing on the media a lot that the Ravens this or taking the blame about um, the Ravens or their contenders or pretenders. And, I mean, I know they lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars, but, I mean, that was just a, that was just a great offensive performance by the Jacksonville Jaguars going into the late stretch. I mean, you can't really fault the Ravens, especially since their defense is not has not been up to par all year. So, I mean – I feel like the Ravens. I feel like the Ravens are fine. Like they're going to be contenders for sure, but they definitely just need to get over the humps and finish games. Like I don't know how they they've blown countless leads this year. They've blown three leads, and they've blown this lead too going into the fourth quarter. They just need to find a way to just finish games. That's all they need because they definitely have. They de- their defense can hold up enough. Their defense can hold up enough. E- even though I said they played piss poor, their defense can hold up enough to where their offense could score over or overscore the other al- offense. But yeah, they just need to just overall just play better in the fourth quarter. But yeah, um, the Ravens. Or the, my fault. The Jaguars won that game twenty-eight to twenty-seven, and then the final game is the Green Bay Pack, Green Bay Packers versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, the Eagles came out flying, fly Eagles fly. They came out flying. They had a thirteen to zero lead in the fourth, and then 
um, with six minutes left in the first quarter, I meant to say the first quarter, it had a 13-0 lead in the first quarter, and then with six minutes left in this in the first quarter, um, two quick touchdowns by A.J. Dillon and Aaron Rodgers got the Packers back into the game with them leading with them um, leading with a score of 14 to 13, and then after that it was basically it was basically a shootout. Um, the Packers would score, or the Eagles would score, then the Packers would score, and going into the fourth it was 20 to 27, but basically um, the Eagles scored 10 more points in the fourth quarter, and then Aaron Rodgers had, got got sent to the locker room. Jordan Love came in, and um, he played he played well. He scored um, 13 more points for them, but after Aaron Rodgers went to the locker room, it, it was basically a done deal for the game. The Eagles won that game um, 40-33. Um, the Eagles, man, Jalen Hurst has just have, been having a sighting season. He just he, – he should definitely be – I don't know if he had the stats, but he should definitely be an MVP nominee because, man, this game he had – 153 passing yards, which is, which is, not the best, but still had 157 rushing yards with two TDs. Insane. Along with Miles Sanders having 143 yards and two three, two TDs as well. Yeah. So the Eagles' rushing game is just insane. Their Eagles' rushing game could pretty much break down any defense in the NFL, including the Bills, including the Cowboys. Definitely, but yeah, the Eagles had a great game that um, in Week Twelve, and they ended up, and they ended up winning that game, like I said, forty to thirty-three. Okay, so the performances or predicting performances, predicting performances I have for Week Seven, um, basically, like I said, um, or say in previous podcasts, I have beasts and busts. So beasts. Um, is the people that I predict to play good, and then the busts are the people that I predict to play bad. Um, so basically, the beast that I have for this week is Tony Pollard versus Indianapolis. Um, Indianapolis been having their struggles. Um, they've been keeping it close with a lot of teams that I were predicted I pre- predicted to just blow out the Colts. But yeah, Tony Pollard, man, um, I have him on my fantasy and. A lot of people I know that's have him on the fantasy too want him to get the ball a lot more. Um, Ezekiel Elliott right now is a starting running back, and of course he will get the most touches because they just paid him all that money. So of course he's gonna get the most most touches, and he's been there the longest. But Pollard, man, he's just an electrifying running back. He his speed, his game speed is just just amazing. It just I just. Um, what I forgot what game it was. I'm pretty sure it was against the Vikings. Um, he took it was a swing route, and he took the ball behind the line of scrimmage, and I'm pretty even behind the line of scrimmage or like five yards in front of it. Caught the ball and just took off down the sideline like nobody was touching him. So yeah, Tony Pollard just been a electrifying sight to see. And I have him playing good against an Indianapolis, along with um, Kenneth Walker. Um, he's a rookie this year for the Seahawks, a stud man, absolute stud. Um, Los Angeles, um, they haven't been playing that good this year. 
mostly because of their offense. Their, their defense has been solid. But, um, yeah, Kenneth Walker, I just see him just continuing his good season that, that he's had and playing good against um, the Los Angeles Rams. And then the last one, last beats I have is um, Lamar Jackson versus Denver. Um, Denver defense has held their own for the most part. For the whole entire year, they have held their own, had held their own positions and kept it low scoring pretty much all their opponents they played against. But still, like, when it comes to Lamar Jackson and them, they either soar really high or they soar high and then just fall off, like, literally. So I see, I see like, Lamar Jackson dropping at least, like, three TDs this week because the week before um, they blew a lead. And, like, I don't know what it is. Like, Lamar Jackson, like I said, they either play really good or they just they just fall off. And the next week, when they play, when they fall off, the next week they actually play really good. So I got, yeah, Lamar Jackson definitely will should outscore Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson and the um, Denver offense can't even score 18 points a game. For some reason, with all that talent, they can't score 18 points a game. But yeah, I got Lamar Jackson playing good against Denver. Okay, so let's see. Um, this is the bust that I have for week for week um 12. Pretty sure, yo, is it week 12? Yeah, week 12. Okay, so the bust that I have is Drake London um, versus the Steelers. Drake London has had a pretty bad, or not bad, but just under underachieving season. I thought he was gonna have at least what, at least close to one k yards. But he is a rookie. He is a rookie, so I give him I give him a benefit of the doubt. He is a rookie, and he's going playing against, or he's in a rushing offensive scheme. So it's gonna be hard for him to get a lot of touches and a lot of um catches, and against the Steelers who has a pretty solid defense. They're they're in the same di- or they're in the same um, situation as Denver. Um, they just have a terrible offense and they get on the field a lot because their offense is going three and out. So yeah. I see Drake London not having the best performance against the Steelers just because of that reason. Um the, like I said, the Steelers is a solid defense so See the Steelers just dominating against Drake London. Then you got Cortland Sutton versus the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Cortland Sutton pay, plays for Denver. Um, he's actually a, a outstanding wideout, um, very underlooked, and just not going to get as many touches because he plays for Denver. And it's kind of sad because, like I said, that's he's one of the key talent pieces for um, on the Denver offense that definitely should be getting more touches, but for some reason that Den- that Denver offense just cannot get it together together for some reason. I don't know why, but I thought, I thought it would definitely, or I thought the pieces would definitely come together by week five, but, man, it's just, it's just a bad sight to see for that. And then you got T. Higgins versus Kansas City. Um, T. Higgins had to step up his role um, because Chase, uh, Jamar Chase, got injured. He's been out for what? What they projected him be out for 
four to five weeks. And T. Higgins had to step up his role. But um, going against the Kansas City defense, which is, has a solid secondary, I see him struggling a little bit against Kansas City. So don't look for him to have the best game against Kansas City. Okay, so my next week predictions, these are basically I will go over every single game and predict who I have winning and why. So basically um, I just go through it real quick. So the first game is a Thursday night football game. You got the Bills versus the Patriots. Um, have the Bills beating the Patriots. Um, the Bills definitely showed that even with the amount of adversity and even in a close game, they could fight and have the will to beat a team and just go come go over the hump and beat a team. And they're definitely going to need that against the Patriots because the Patriots are a – they fight, man. The Patriots definitely do fight. They're definitely going to need that. But I see the Bills getting over the hump for the Patriots. Then you got the Steelers versus the Falcons. Um, I got the Falcons. Um, the Steelers, like I said, they haven't had the best offense. Kenny Pickett um, has been playing nice. I give him that. Kenny Pickett has been a, a, a just a little shiny star for the Steelers. I definitely could see him having a great career. But as of right now, it's just it's just oh, along with George Pickens as well. Definitely along with George Pickens. But this right as of right now, it's just I I don't see them scoring or I don't see their offense playing better than the Falcons offense. Because the Falcons offense, um, in their running game, once that gets going, it gets going, definitely. So I got the Falcons over the Steelers. Then you got the Lions versus the Jaguars. Oh, these are two very under – these are two – two – um, what's the word I'm trying to look for? Two just not scary teams, but two definitely just underappreciated teams that if your favorite team or a good team is going against, you might want to look out for them because they have nothing to prove, neither one of them. Maybe the Lions, but – Definitely the Jaguars, they have nothing to prove as of right now. Um, but mm, I, I'll pick the Lions because just because the Lions are at home. Uh, the Lions almost – the Lions gave the Bills a scare at home last week. So I, I could see them dominating against the Jaguars this week. And you got the Browns versus the Texans, probably the most important game in this whole entire schedule because Deshaun Watson is coming back. It's week 12, he's coming back, and he's playing against the – I'm pretty sure yeah, there's a great chance he's going to be starting. But, yeah, even if he don't start, he'll probably come in around the second or third quarter. But he's going to be playing against the Houston Texans, which is his former team. And we all know about the allegations and stuff like that. And pretty much pretty much, um, a lot of us NFL fans are going to be rooting for the Texans this week. Um yeah, I don't want to get too much into that because this is a football podcast. I don't want to get into the allegations and stuff like that. But, yeah, if you want to do your research on that, you can. But definitely pick, definitely rooting for the Texans this week to beat the Browns. Then you got the Broncos versus the Ravens. Um, picking the Ravens over the Broncos because I feel like the Ravens going to bounce back and have a great game like they normally do after they blow a lead. <laughs> and then the Broncos, I can't see them 
outscoring the Ravens whatsoever. I can't unless like the Ravens have like the ultimate terrible offense performance because there's no way that the Broncos gonna come back from a ten point deficit or what like two touchdown deficit because I can't see them scoring more than two touchdowns. I really can't see that. So I'm picking the Ravens to beat the Broncos. Then you got the Seahawks versus the Rams. The Seahawks are gonna be at Los Angeles. Um, I still got them beating Los Angeles because Los Angeles just been having a, a struggle just offensively. Um, Matthew Stafford went down. I'm pretty sure they said they had like 11 rotations at the offensive line or something like that. Basically, their offensive line is just it just been injury. There's been an IR. A lot of them have just been injured. And they've just been switching their offensive line a lot. And that's been leading to them getting sacked. Matthew Stafford getting sacked uh, a numerous amount of times. And now with him not even being in the game, um, I forgot their backup um, quarterback. He's he's a pretty nice um, mobile quarterback. But I still don't le- see him leading um, the team over the Seahawks because the Seahawks just been playing really good with Geno Smith. And just overall, just been been soaring. So I'm picking the Seahawks over the Rams. Then you got the Chiefs versus the Bengals. That's gonna be a good game. Um, the Bengals have been slowly, just slowly, just been creeping up there. Um, they have a record of what is it, seven and four? Yeah, seven and four, man. Um, I've been telling a lot of people um, to just watch out for the Bengals. They might. I don't know if they're going to have a run like they did last year because that snuck up on a lot of people. But definitely see them having a having another um, good run like they did last year. And they're going to be at home. It's going to be a, what an afternoon game against the Chiefs. I'm picking the Bengals over the Chiefs. That's a pretty um, – that's a pretty um, – what's it called? What's the word I'm trying to say? Bold thing to say – but, yeah, I'm picking the Bengals over the Chiefs. The Bengals are at home. Um, I know they don't have Jamar Chase, but they still have um, Joe Mason and Joe Burrow still been playing good. And I don't know. I just I just feel it. Why do I feel it? I don't know. I just feel it. Um, but <laughs> it, it, every time I say it out loud, though, it turns out not to be. So, But let's see. Let's see. Well, maybe the Bengals will win. But um, Then you got the Green Bay Packers versus the Bears. Um, the Bears don't have their starting quarterback. They're actually their second um, string quarterback almost got injured before the game. They almost had um, Nate Peterman in, which would have been absolutely terrible, even worse than it was last week. Last week they got blown out 31 to 10. But um, the Packers need a win. The Packers always beat the Bears. Always beat the Bears. So picking the Packers over the Bears is kind of self-explanatory. Then you got the Jets versus the Vikings. Um, that would be a solid game as well. Um, the Jets um, been having a quarterback controversy after Zach Wilson was asked by a reporter, um, should what did he ask the reporter or what did the reporter ask him? Oh, um, did he let the defense down? He said no. And basically a lot of people are saying he hasn't taken accountability. In which I would say, I mean, yes, but he's a rookie. You got to give him some time, man. You got to give him some time to get used to, like, the, 
the just the NFL life and you just get used to being a responsible just NFL quarterback. Like that's a lot of pressure, man. That's a lot of pressure to to be the franchise quarterback, to know the plays, to be have good chemistry with your teammates and just overall just take the responsibility of being the guy in your city that everyone's looking at. And I just I just hope they um I just hope Zach Wilson will eventually get his spot back. But as of right now, they have um, Mike White. Mike White had an amazing game last week. Um, what, like 300-something yards, 319 yards, I'm pretty sure, and three TDs. And a lot of people are saying he's going to be the replacement. But, I mean, hey, I mean, I just hope the Jets finally get their, get their quarterback, um, quarterback situation um, settled. But I still – I don't know. I, I feel like they – Nah, let me not even say that, man. The Vikings are at home. The Vikings are what nine and two. Yeah, the Vikings are nine and two. They just beat New England, and I still see them beating the Jets. Even with Mike White' dominant performance, I still see them beating the Jets. So even I know I said a lot, but with all that said about the Jets, but still, the Vikings, like I said, are at home. Um, they were hot before. They got blown out by the Cowboys, but they redeemed themselves last week, and I see them getting the win over the Jets this week. And you got the Eagles versus Titans. That's another um, solid game. The Titans are 7-4, and four, and they're going against the 10-1 and Eagles, but they're at Philadelphia. And like I said, the Eagles' rushing game is just amazing. Um Jalen Hurts will get will get the yards if he needs to. If not, Miles Sanders will just have another dominant performance like he's had pretty much all season. So I got the Eagles going, um, beating the Titans. Then you got the Commanders versus the Giants. Um, Commanders are at the Commanders are at New York. Um, the Commanders are hot, man. The Commanders are really hot right now. Like they, I'm pretty sure they won their last six out of seven games, and they're going. Even though they're at New York, I got the Commanders winning. I got the Commanders winning. I feel like that hot streak is going to somehow just get them over the hump at New York, and just for some reason, I don't know why, I just got the Commanders winning that game. But um, then you got the Dolphins at the forty at or at San Francisco. Um, Picking the Dolphins to win after San Francisco. This that's another great game. Um, San Francisco is another team that's pretty much slept on that could definitely just get hot and go on another run. But Miami's hot right now. They're definitely they're hot right now with Tyree Kill and Tua. Just Tua, man. Tua, child to Tua. I I I expected after that injury, I expected his career to to either sail down or be done. It looked terrible, but. He came back, and I'm pretty sure after the last, like, four or five games, he's thrown ten touchdowns with zero TDs. So, yeah, he's just been playing amazing. And I'm picking the Dolphins to play, beat the 49ers. Then you got the Chargers versus the Raiders. Picking the Chargers over the Raiders. Um, the Raiders just been having a bad season overall. And um, the one highlight has been um, Devontae Adams playing really well, showing that he's still – a top three receiver in the league, but 
overall, they've just been playing really bad. So I got the Chargers versus the, the Chargers beating the Raiders in that game. And in the final game, the Sunday night football game, is the Colts versus the Cowboys. Oh, actually, no. The f- second to final game is the Colts versus the Cowboys. Picking the Cowboys, the Cowboys at home. The Cowboys are hot. The Cowboys have Pollard and that Prescott, along with um, C.D. Lamb, just all playing really good together. Along with that exceptional defense, see them dominating against the Colts. I don't see it being close at all. And then the final game, Monday Night Football game, is the Saints versus Buccaneers. That's a division game. Um, or that's a divisional game. The Buccaneers are at home. Um, the Buccaneers, um, I don't even know. The Buccaneers have been struggling offensively. Just I don't know what's been going on with Tom Brady and them. But along with the Saints, the Saints actually had a pretty solid game the week before. So um, I'll probably pick the Saints to beat the Buccaneers, even though the Buccaneers at home. I see it being very low scoring, though. I see it. I see it being low scoring because both offenses are very just unpredictable and inconsistent. So picking the Saints to beat the Buccaneers in the final, in in that final game of the week, and then key takeaways that I have from this past week that I want to talk about. Um, I already talked about it a little bit. Um, or Mike White taking charge against the Bears. Um, Mike White came up in a situation. He saw what was going on and basically just said, oh, um, it's my time. To, it's my turn. Basically, that's what he said. It's my turn. It's my turn to shine. He had 315 yards and three TDs against the Bears. And the Bears is a solid defense. I know they lost um, Brooklyn Smith. They lost Quinn. But they're still a solid defense. The Bears will always have a solid defense. So for him to score 31 points against them, great thing. That's a great takeaway. To, um, f- that's a great takeaway that I have um, from this past week. Then you got Josh Jacob, 86-yard um, winning TD against Seattle. Um, that was just exciting, man. Um, literally all the way back into their own side of the um, field, and he just got through the second wave and took off. And Josh Jacob's not even the fastest running back, but that play he looked, he was he was toting that rock. He definitely was toting that rock. So that's a, that's another side of the name that I um, saw. Then um, the final thing that I want to talk about is Kirk Cousins winning a primetime game, man. I already talked about it a little bit as well um, in the best performances or the best games of the week. But, man, for a long time, Kirk Cousins has just been playing badly on primetime games, been in bash, been man memes about, and just overall just just – just had a bad reputation, but for him to win that primetime game against an actual solid team in New England, that was a great takeaway. Or that was a great thing to see and a great takeaway from this past week. So, yeah, that's basically it for this podcast. Um, thank you for listening and peace.